0: My name is Randy Howell, and you're listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Faith and Fishing Podcast, where every episode I'll bring you an interview with a member of the fishing community, and they'll be sharing their faith stories and fishing memories with you. I'm your host, Cam Steele. Hey y'all! Welcome back to the Faith in Fishing podcast. I'm Cam, and I'm Robert. Yep, and we've got an awesome episode this week. Uh, we've got another North Carolina angler. Uh, this time he's from the western part of the state. We had the eastern part of the state represented uh, last week, so this week we're representing the western side of things. Uh, just a couple quick housekeeping things. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be on daddy duty for a, a couple more. Couple more episodes, so y'all bear with me in case I uh, I duck out. That's that's the reason. Um, wanted to uh, give another big uh, big shout out to Omnia Fishing. Um, so yeah, you can uh, you can find the uh, the links to my profile and Robert's profile, uh, the ambassador profiles there. So they have an awesome ambassador program. Uh, Robert uh, Robert, tell us tell us a little bit about your your ambassador stuff there
2: yeah sure um i think i have 16 reports that are on there and it's all uh, mostly local lakes uh, from north carolina but uh i did put reports on there from the hobie BOSs that i did this year uh so toledo bends on there santee cooper uh susquehanna river uh, i did include those in there <clears throat> but you can go check those out check mine out check uh, cam's profile out and then uh, when you find some baits you want, you can use the uh, F&F 15 to get 15% off. So <clears throat> you guys check it out. Support them. Uh, it's a great program. Uh, you can even, uh, you know, do your own fishing reports and, and start earning money towards tackle. Uh, that's the cool part about it is anybody can, can do that. Go out, catch some fish, uh, post your pictures up there, do your fishing reports, and start earning some tackle.
1: Yeah, so uh, the way that works is if somebody looks up uh, your lake and clicks on your your report and then buys something that you recommend that the fish were biting that day, um, you get credit for it. So it's a pretty awesome program. Um, their shipping is super fast, um, and that just means that they get it out the door fast. Uh, it's still in the hands of the, uh, of the uh of the of the postal service once it leaves there. I placed an order last week and. Uh, and I, I was watching the tracking and it got to Raleigh, North Carolina. And then all of a sudden it was in Roanoke, Virginia. And then all of a sudden it was in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> so mines I was looking at the tracking history this morning and it's all over the place. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm ever going to see that box, but <laughs>
2: that's, that's your luck. Mine got here in like two days.
1: <laughs> yeah. My, my first order was super fast too. Yeah, Like I said, that's not Omnia. That's the, uh, that's the postal service, but,
2: yep.
1: um, but yeah, so, um, before we, before we jump into the episode, I did want to remind everybody, uh, make sure you like uh, uh, like, and subscribe and review the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, whenever you click the, like the stars and give us a rating and a review, um, the algorithm on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, uh, that, that helps others find us. So if, you're, um, if you are wondering how you can uh, support the store, or not the store, the, the podcast, uh, you can, you can buy something from the merch store or you can, uh, go to, uh, go and give us a rating and a review that, that helps out a lot. So, um, that is all I have, I think for the, uh, the housekeeping stuff, Robert, you got anything? No, man, that's it. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's duck out for just a second and, uh, then let's get our guests introduced. Tolus, based out of Charleston, South Carolina, is an eyewear accessory and gear company focused on enhancing your time on the water. Their floating sunglass retainers are the most technically advanced around. Over five years of engineering, testing, and exhaustive feedback from paddlers, anglers, and watermen have resulted in a patented design in a class of its own. They're incredibly light and comfortable, built for durability, sport a sleek, minimal design, float virtually all brands and models of sunglasses, and they're back for life. So if you break them, Atolus will replace them. No questions asked. Whether you're fishing, kayaking, or boating, Atolus will save your shades from the dream. Head on over to A-T-O-L-L-A-S dot C-O to check out their gear and use promo code FAITHINFISH15, that's FAITH, the letter N, FISH, the number one, five, at checkout to save 15% on your order. Whether you're a Ned Rig vet or a finesse fishing noob like me, Jade's Jigs is your source for high-quality finesse jigs that raise the bar by being lead-free. Using a tin bismuth alloy not only makes Jade's Jigs eco-friendly, it also makes the jig lighter, so you get the same profile with less weight for the fish to feel. Check out Jade's That's J-A-D-E-S-J-I-G-S.com to see their full lineup of jigs, styles and colors. And since you're a Faith in Fish and Fishing listener, you can save ten percent on your order by using promo code FNF10 at checkout. All right, so this week we have uh, we have another another uh, bait maker on. Um, this time, uh, it, it's uh, Jackie Hughes from Risen uh, Risen Sun Custom Lures and Risen Sun Adventures. Um, so, and that's S-O-N, uh, not S-U-N. So that's pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, so I, I was thinking about it today and I think I was introduced to Risen Sun whenever I was, um, so I was excited. I was, I was going to, uh, go to this, this past year's, um, uh, big, uh, oh, what's it called? The big, uh, the, the fishing the expo um, at the uh here in raleigh and uh risen sun was uh, i think on the list as one of the vendors and i wasn't able to go but um but i had them down as uh somebody that i needed to make sure that i i went up to and and talked to and got to know so i'm excited about this episode because now i get to get to uh talk to and get to know a little bit about about jackie hughes jackie man welcome to the show
0: well, thank you for
1: having me. Absolutely, man. So to get us started off, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us who, who Jackie Hughes is.
0: All right. All right, my name is Jackie Hughes. Um, I've been um, pretty much fishing for uh, kayak tournaments for about probably eight or nine years. Um, started started painting lures pretty much on a fluke. I mean, I was uh, goofing off. Um, a buddy of mine had painted up a lure. I seen it online and me and him was talking. And I said, you know, I said, I've got a hairbrush. I said, I'm gonna try something. I had found a lure on the side of the the bank and I took it out, painted it up. And next thing I know, uh, somebody had texted me and said, Hey man, you paint lures. I'm like, no, never, never done it in my life. Can't even draw. And they were like, you need to start painting lures. Uh, So at that point I started painting lures. I look at some of the stuff that comes out of my my airbrush and wonder, Lord, how in the world did this come out? Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I can't, like I said, I can't draw a stick figure, uh, but I have made a bunch of lures. Uh, I never thought it would actually go as far as it did. Uh, it is Risen Sun and the S-O-N. Now, a lot of people say, well, why don't you have Risen Sun? And, my theory behind that was in fishing you have a lot of individuals that uh, you may be the only only Jesus that they ever see and i wanted to give them the opportunity that every time they mentioned my product that they were always giving glory to the one who died for us and they were always it's making awesome. note that he was a risen son <laughs> Uh, so that's about that's how it came about. Um, I pretty much thought of the name uh, Ryan Brenneman with hook sets with Ryan. Uh, he's the one that uh, came up with my logo, and we put it together, and here we are. I mean,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I've got your um, your Facebook pulled up here, and I kind of was scrolling through some of the baits here. Uh, some awesome awesome yeah. paint jobs, man. Yeah, they're um, cool looking. I noticed I don't know that I've ever seen a uh, a logo on a on a on a crankbait before, but that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So I do I do some of those. I did one for Ryan that's actually got his hook sets of Ryan on it. I did one for his wife, a friend of hers, a teacher, and I did their uh, school logo on it for her on a whopper popper. And um yeah, I'll throw some of them out there sometimes and uh, and
1: that's one of my favorite colors right there. So yeah, uh, if, if you all are listening on the podcast, this one might be uh one you want to jump on the YouTube uh YouTube channel just to see uh see some of the some of the designs that he's got up here, but um yeah, that's awesome. I I didn't realize that uh that you did more than just crankbaits. <laughs>
0: I do crank baits. I do Ned jigs. I, I mean, pretty much whatever anybody wants me to do, I'll I'll try to tackle it. Um, I have several people that um, you know. We always have these little sites about pro staffs and stuff like that. Um, I have guys that fish um, fish with my logo. Um, it's not a big thing. I supply them with things if they need it. If they need a bait painter, they need. Uh, jigs or whatever, I'll supply that for them. Sometimes, I mean, I'll Lord blesses me, I'll bless them with shirts and I'll buy them their jerseys. And, uh, I just kind of mainly su- just support them emotionally, let them know that hey, guys, you're out there, you're important. Uh, and that's the big thing. A lot of times, uh, some of these other sponsorships, um, they want the big names, they want the people who are winning the tournaments, and I sit back and I. People ask me all the time, "Well, you don't have." big names underneath your, your label and I always refer back as you know when, when Jesus walked on the earth he didn't come for the Pharisees he came for the least of these and he took those individuals and he used where they came from to show his glory and, and that's what I want to do with Risen Son I want to take the people who feel like they're not important I want them to be important I want them to feel important and that's where I—that's where I base Risen Sun all about. It's just making someone feel important. Yeah, that's a—that's awesome. I mean, that's—that's that's exactly what.
2: Uh, well, number one, it's what the world needs. But you know, it's—it's it's great to hear uh, somebody helping people, you know, raise up and and be the best versions of themselves. And we talk about it on this show all the time. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, men, especially, will hold things in, and it, it's good to have somebody there uh, patting you on the back, telling you you're doing a good job. And, and I'm sure those anglers appreciate that support. That's awesome.
0: I mean, I try to, I try to, I mean, work in law enforcement pretty much all my life. Ever since I've been out of high school, I've done something with public safety. I've either as a fireman, I was a paramedic, I've been a policeman, and been a Department of Homeland Security, Immigration Officer. So I've pretty much done it all. I've always said when I retired, I was going to become a trash collector. Uh, that way I've done it all. But um, <laughs> yeah, I joked about that. But I just, through life, you, you always sit back and you, you wonder, you know, where, where God has you and what he has you doing. Um, I know that earlier we asked a question about when I had posted up on Facebook about how I was going to step away from the uh, Sun custom lures and sometimes in our life we get we get bogged down we feel like that what we're doing is is really just a little thing is is a limited thing um, and when I did step down I was I mean I was I was I was going to step out I was still painted just in a goof and all but I got so much support coming in and people you know, with, with crying faces, you know, just a little emojis. And I realized that maybe that's not what Risen Sun is not just all pain. It's about the, the encouragement. And if I was to step away from that, where would the encouragement be? So that's, that's why I'm back. And I'll probably never, ever go nowhere anymore <laughs> uh, unless the Lord takes me home.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I uh I didn't get to the point where I uh I I felt like I needed to step down, but I, I was getting pretty close to to some significant burnout with the podcast and that's uh that's why I started reaching out and and saying, Hey y'all, I need a uh I need a co host and that's uh that's why we brought Robert in to breathe a, a breath of fresh air in and and help me out and it's been uh, a. <laughs> it's been awesome I, uh, I I look at it now I'm like how in the world did I ever do this without a, without
2: a? <laughs> uh, uh, it's,
0: tough.
2: Yeah. it's tough I don't
0: think people realize how much we put into this I mean as far as uh, the YouTube channels and the, just the painting I mean, it's like people It's like they always want to come to me during the summertime and they want me to paint and I'm like uh, this is where I usually fish they like, well, why don't you do this during this? And I said, I have a, an eight by 12 building. It has no air conditioning in it. It's 900 degrees outside. And you want me to go out there and you want me to paint or you want me to pour lures when I'm going to have to take another 700 degree oven, turn it on and melt. The-. I said, this is crazy. I said, so ask me this stuff during the winter time when it's cold. And so they kind of understand a little bit now, um, it's not as bad painting, but it is when you go out there and pour those lures and that hits hot. My son will come out there and I'll be pouring sweat. And he's like, you all right? I'm like, no, yeah, I think so. I see four or five people right now, but I'm okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the, uh, the YouTube channel a little bit. So I, I wanted to, to get the low down on, on Risen Sun custom lures and Risen Sun adventures. So.
0: Risen Sun adventure started once again. Uh, I was encouraged by Ryan he was out there doing it he said, man, you got you to do this too. You got you to try it. So I knew nothing about editing. I knew nothing about it, but just like anything else, you jump on YouTube and you just start studying you start going to town at it. And I started learning, I uh, got a program. I used DaVinci Resolve and everybody says, why don't you use that? It's one of the hardest programs. Well, I, it, was, it was free, but still one of the, it's a good program. But, I like DaVinci Resolve. I just, started, I just started filming and the first time I ever filmed I went out to Moss Lake I was filming I went all the way around this lake hadn't caught a fish not one fish so I called Ryan up and I said hey man I'm out here and I'm fishing I'm not catching any fish what do I do he says um start talking about the lures you got to start talking about what you're doing I said he said people that's what they want and I'm like A lot of my videos sometimes, the Lord didn't allow me to catch any fish. He just allowed me to do great videos. And I'm like, these people don't want to see me paddle around the lake all the time. So every once in a while, I'll catch some fish. But most of the time, it's just out there just enjoying the the time. And uh, then I got into doing my truck and started doing some of that stuff. And now people love that. But it's just my adventures, uh, dealing with people, dealing uh, with the buddies that I go out and fish with. Um, but yeah, he he started that for me. He, he encouraged me. We started the Risen Sun. We made the logo. And I mean, I, I have a lot of. He's my buddy. Um, yeah. I have to say, you know, my friends are the ones that keep me going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting
2: when you start looking at the analytics and stuff on your vi- on videos, or at least my videos, and that's one thing that I struggle with, especially if I'm filming a tournament video, I am not thinking about like telling the story. So, you know, it's a lot of me just fishing. And then every once in a while I'll remember like, oh yeah, I need to put some color on this and explain what I'm doing. But nine times out of 10, if you look at your analytics where you're talking, it doesn't matter whether you're catching a fish or not, but when you're talking and you're sharing your experiences, that's when the people are watching. And a lot of times when you're fishing and sometimes even on fish catches, that's the lower part. If you have good narration on your videos and stuff, that's the stuff that people will not click off of or fast forward through because they want to hear those parts of it. And that's one thing that I struggled with is like, ah, uh, you know, I mean, I've got a tons of footage that, you know, because I didn't catch fish, I didn't think was any good. But you know, it's, it's sometimes it's the opposite. So um, it sounds like you've, you've got that down path.
0: So i work on it. I've, I just got a, a new arsenal that sticks on the be sh- shown. And that's, I just graduated yesterday. I got my drone pilot's license. So passed that test. Probably one of the most hardest tests I've ever taken in my life, uh, past that. So now we're going to have some drone footage that will be able to be shared, um, on the channel. So I'm looking forward to that after I get a little comfortable flying that drone because <laughs> it's scary
2: yes it is it is i, I have a, a dgi mini too and uh i've gotten to where i can land it on the front hatch of the kayak but i swear it is one of the most nerve-wracking things that i that you will ever do is trying to land a drone on the front hatch of a kayak um, You are very brave <laughs> so far so good, but I've seen some clips where others weren't so lucky so I'm sure my day's coming
0: Oh uh, the first time that I had mine you know you know we' we don't read instructions so I took it out to the park and I'm out there flying it real hesitant and I'm just hovering it right over top of me about probably eight or nine feet just at eye level so I bring it back to me and you know it's standing I'm standing right where it's gonna land so I hit the return to home button And i'm thinking okay this is it's just going to start powering down at the end of this 10 seconds and then it'll land right there now after two one it i never heard the engines go i heard them go and it was gone and i was like where's that where's that well it climbs to 400 feet and then it'll come down because it gets if it's out somewhere it's going over to the the highest point so you're not going to run into trees or whatever but I didn't know that and I was—I didn't know how to get it, it turned off I didn't know so yeah that scared me to death but I went to this drone class and it's kind of given me a lot more confidence in flying it um, kind of know the rules a little bit so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out there doing it but I would probably never land mine on my kayak <laughs> <laughs> I've got some uh, feet that go on mine that floats uh, oh, cool. I'm like no I just can't do it
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well, man, I wanted to uh, to dive into your faith, too, man. So uh, kind of give us the lowdown on, on your faith story. Uh, what is it that you believe? How did you come to believe in that, man?
0: Well, um, I was brought up in church all my life. Um, went through uh, my mother and my dad. They, um, My dad, he wasn't a believer um, for the longest. Uh, when I actually got married and moved down, I finally got to see him. Except uh, Christ um, actually bought him his first Bible that he um, ever had. And um, my, I reckon my aunts and uncles pretty much had me in church all the time. My mother did go to church, but my aunts and uncles kept me in church uh, pretty much all the time. And as I continued through my life, um, I was, I mean, I'm kind of sometimes, I said, think I'm lucky to be here. Um, I was a runaway uh, when I was younger um, lived out of a Ford Pinto for a long time and really nobody even knew it um, all the way through pretty much through high school living there with my friends bumping back and forth um, and seen a lot of stuff when I and I always wonder why God allows you to go through certain things and um when i got on at the sheriff's office a lot of things that i dealt with at the sheriff's office were young people who were having a, a hard time and, and i believe that a lot of our a lot of our troubles in life are based on our own self-esteem i think that's where i i get off we encouraging people because i see people and i wonder if their self-esteem was higher if they would have chose a different path um, I tell people all the time in the jail uh, because that's where I work and I ask them what caused you to, to go this way? What caused you to go that way? A lot of them blame stuff on their past and I, I tell them a story about my past. And um, when I get through, they always ask, they say, well, what happened to that guy? And I always tell them that's me. And you just see the tears running down their face and, and they're like, wow, I said, you know, you, you're, the, you're the one that can control your, your life. Um, you have to trust in God. You've got to, to put your faith in Him, and He'll see you through it. Um, he's going to give you the opportunities to make the, the choices, and you've got to make the right choices. Um, but as I went through those times in working in the jail and seeing those people who were dealing with the hardships, a lot of people were dealing with suicidal issues and stuff of that nature, I often wondered, what are, you, what are you preparing me for, for that? Um, probably in, in about 2012, um, it all came to fruition why I was dealing with that and why I learned to deal with that, um, because it hit home. I had to uh, respond to the house, and when I got there, or when I was on the way there, I realized that the house that I was going to uh, belonged to my dad. And my dad had committed suicide. So it was those times that, you know, you really have to, to hold tight to that faith. Um, and you really have to to reach out. And when you feel like that the world's kicking your teeth in, you have to remember that God's there to pick you up. And uh, He's picked me up a lot of times. And I, I, I thank the Lord that He picks me up a lot. Um, I know one time I had, I like to write, and if you follow me on Facebook, you'll notice that I, I write a lot of things. Sometimes I just sit down here at the computer and I'll lay something on me and I'll just start typing. Uh, somebody asked me one time um, during a tournament if I had brought him with me, and I was like, huh? And it finally, probably a day or two later, I realized what they were asking, and I had typed up something that said, you know, a lot of times, people think or they ask, "Did you bring him with you?" He's always there. Um, he was with that person who even asked, um, but sometimes they don't see it. And like I said, we're the only ones that they see. Um, there's times where I've wanted to step out of tournament fishing. I'm like, "This is crazy. This is. I've been doing this for seven years and never won a tournament ever." I'm like, why do I do this? This is um, crazy. I said, you know, they talk about insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, the same outcome. And sometimes I get humbled, and the Lord says, That's not what I'm out. You're not out there to catch the fish, you're out there to catch the people. And you know, then I went to another group and uh, fishing with them. and Lord, I won my first tournament, and so that was just that was pretty awesome. But times times moving on, so we'll see what happens with, with this with this journey.
1: That's a, that's that's an awesome story, man. I um, yeah, it's uh, it's. It's awesome to see how you know how how God um, how God can take somebody who is um, who who it seems like no matter what you go through. Um, I I taught I've heard a lot of different testimonies on this podcast, and it's like everybody who's got that um, you know Damascus Road experience wishes that they were the ones who. Who, um, you know don't really have a testimony they grew up in church and everything was perfect and the people who grew up in church and everything was perfect uh, don't really have a testimony wishes they had that big rock bottom experience and everything and it's like it's just awesome to like, no matter how different all of these testimonies are it's, it's awesome to to just hear how hear how God uses you right where you are um, no matter like what you've gone through he can use that um and it's uh it's it's just awesome to hear you know your story as one that um kind of been through been through a little bit of everything uh, uh you know and it's uh just just an awesome story man
2: yeah and uh every time that i tournament fish i think why in the heck am i doing this so you're you're not alone in that <laughs> that, that thought is uh, every every time and, and you know and i think a lot of it too and we talk about this a lot it, it is like i enjoy the fellowship of it just as much as the fishing part and there are some tournaments that i've done decent in um but most of the time i'm at the middle or towards the bottom and and you know what that's okay because uh, get out there on the water and, and share some experiences and and meet some people and uh you know i think that's more what it's about for most people that are out there not that everybody that's out there is trying to win don't get me wrong as well as myself but uh the bigger picture of it and i feel like this is a, a lot of kayak anglers uh the bigger picture of it is Uh, meeting new people and sharing those times and and maybe it's around a campfire or you know at the ramp before or after um, or those times on the water where you are close enough to have conversations Um, and that and that's what it's that's what it's all about
0: that's exactly i mean i've I've had anglers come up and say um man you you just let me roll right up and you can fish right beside me you can throw right underneath my boat i don't it don't Fishing, I've always said, fishing is fifty-fifty. You can sit and be right beside me throwing the same thing. I could catch them and you not catch them. Um, it just it happens. I've got a, a cousin that used to fish with me, and he was funny. Um, I would be fishing and I'm catching fish, and he'd say, "What are you throwing?" And I'd be like, "I'm throwing a, a white fluke." Oh, okay. And I look over there and he's fishing. What are you throwing? Oh, I tied on a black fluke. I just told you I was catching them with a the white fluke, but I was going to try the black one. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so it don't matter. Fishing is fishing. Just have a good time. I, I know I've I've heard people come in and um, they're like, I went in this cove and this guy was in there and they they blessed me out and I, We take it too serious, I think sometimes. And I think the tournaments are there. And I've always said, we always mix it up. A lot of times we always hear that one verse. They always say that uh, money is the root of all evil. And I always tell people, you always, you, you mess that up. You forget that first word. Forget the love of money is the root of all evil. And I said, and when, I think when we start seeing those bigger purses and we start seeing those things that we lose focus on the people that are around us and lose focus on what God's given us. Uh, people ask me all the time, i got two bass boats set out in my yard uh, that I got from my father, and people say, you don't fish out of them? And I'm like, I would rather fish out of my kayak because it's slower, I can stop, I can relax, I can see what's out there, and I don't miss anything. And I just have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that, the, the
2: kayak is definitely... Uh you know, just being closer to the water and, uh, you know, like you said, being able to slow down and, and see all the things that are around you. And, and I feel like in a bass boat, a lot of times you'll miss stuff going from A to B. Uh, you know, you'll go from this spot to that spot. Oh, we didn't catch anything here. Let's run over here. And you didn't see that bald eagle that was flying over or you didn't see, uh, you know, the the beaver that you know, scared the crap out of you because he comes up beside you and smacks his tail. Cause you're in his area. Uh, you know, and those are the things that sometimes those are the things that make the trip is seeing those things.
0: Or the alligator at Santee Cooper. Um, yeah. I think when I fished Santee Cooper the first time, I don't, I don't remember really fishing because <laughs> the place was just so surreal that, I mean, I sit and think, thought, you know, I'm out here in a 14 foot piece of plastic that's four inches off the, the water, and there's alligators the size of my kayak. I'm like, I'm crazy. This is crazy, but it was. It is just so surreal just to see the the stuff out there. That is one neat
2: place to fish. It, it is definitely. It is. Uh, yeah, I didn't really do well at all the weekend that I fished that uh, this this year, but I will say that as some of the coolest water that i've ever fished i mean they were just the the trees and uh there's one spot where there's an old river boat that's broken down that i mean the fog is rolling past it and it's i mean right out of the daggone horror movie is what that thing is <laughs> you know that's
0: exactly what you're talking about yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah ryan i think ryan caught two big old fish off of that off of that boat
2: Yeah, that's right. I throw it all under it and that dock that it stays on. And I figured there had to be some big ones laying up under it, but I didn't have any luck on it.
0: I know when we, let's see, we went out one time and I had forgotten my board. So I was trying to go back or forgot the keys. I forgot what I forgot. But Tori was fishing with us, Ryan's wife. And as I'm going back, I hear her her holler. Well, I'm thinking she's talking to an alligator because she's wanted to see an alligator all the time. And when we got back, she would caught a big fish and it was like probably 20, 21 inches, something like that. I mean, it was big. And when I got over there, we were talking with her, I said, where did you catch it? She said, underneath the sign, and me and Ryan was like, what sign? She said, there's a sign over there that says fish here, and we're like, "Do what? And there is, there's a sign. If you go around, it's got like this little caution thing on it it says fish here. Huh? Eric went down, and I was like, really? She caught it at the fish here sign. But yeah, that, that's, that, those are memories that you'll take forever and take away with you forever. Yeah, no doubt.
1: That's awesome. So, what are you fishing out of, man?
0: I fish out of a uh, Hobie Pro Angler 14. That was a blessing. Nice. Um, I had gotten, I had found it. It was out towards Beaufort, North Carolina. And It was damaged on the rear end, and the person it was brand new. And they said, if you'll come get it, you can fix it. You can have it for two thousand dollars. I said, I've been under to get it. I fixed it. Um, That's awesome deal. Yeah, for sure. It was a great deal, and it's it's kicked kicked a lot of lot of travel. It has kicked a lot of travel.
1: Awesome. Man, there are there are a couple questions that we. We make sure we ask everybody um whenever whenever they come on the show so i want to make sure that that we get your your answers too so whenever uh uh let's see uh what fishing story or memory means the most to you
0: mm, fishing story that means the most to me would probably be um, fishing with my dad uh fishing um, on the boat, and I'm sitting here looking at his picture now, with uh, him and my son catching a crappie. That was one of the things that we always did when we fished with them, as we caught uh, a um, I think after he passed away, the first time I caught a crappie was on High Rock Lake, and um, that'll always be the memory that I have. That that's the first crappie that I caught on the boat. Was uh, that's. How I remember him was out crappie fishing. He was he was a fisherman. Him and his uh, brother together. Uh, picture that I'm looking at is actually it's me, him, his brother, and my grandson. All of us with crappies in our hands. But it's five generations.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, they, uh, crappie fishing is 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 a fun pastime. I mean, you can sit there and and have some good conversations and uh it's 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 definitely uh i've enjoyed it many many a day so when you're out on the water what is your normal conversation like what are you talking about
0: pretty much just we just goofing off mainly just uh, talking about what what we're doing out there how we've done during the week um what we're pretty much day-to-day just day-to-day stuff don't really have a step-based conversation i can sit and talk to the wall um my wife always laughs, laughs. If, if walmart ever put uh, a limitation on how you could, how many times you could come there i'd probably get crazy that's like the little waiter the woman at the thing today she was like you have been in here six times a day i said i know i love this place she said you come up here all the time when you're off i said i know i said that's where i spend my money But, um, yeah, that's, I just love to talk to people, people person.
1: That's awesome. That was, that was my granddad, uh, my granddaddy Williams to a T. He would, he would be out there. Uh, he, he loved going to Walmart and he would walk up to somebody and just start talking. And it was, it was like, (laughs) it was a skill that never really rubbed off on me very well. Um, (laughs) Like I have no problems like starting a conversation with a stranger, or like, I can hold my own and stuff. But keeping the conversation going, that small talk, the <laughs> gift of gab, being able to stand there and talk about nothing for for hours on end, that is something I have never been able to master.
0: <laughs> I I just sit and talk. I'll see people out on the boat ramp and we'll sit and talk. And um, actually had a, a guy. I was fishing a, a monthly tournament like last month. Is actually going to be on one of the uh, videos that I've got. But I'm paddling back to the ramp, and you got this big old Gilligan's Island boat out there in the middle of the water, 72 year old man on it. And I kind of roll up on him. I said, Hey, you're all right. And he said, Yes, yeah, he's dead in the water. So he's trying to call the boat taxi or whatever they are, and he can't get them. It's going to be two hours for them to come get him. And I was like, You got a rope. He's like, yeah, Well, what you got in mind? I said, tie it to the front of your boat. And I said, I'll I'll drag you back to the ramp. He said, in what? I was like, in this kayak. So I hooked him up and I was holding it and I was pedaling backwards and he he was like, we're moving. I said, of course you're moving. I said, I'm (laughs) pedaling you back. I, I made it back halfway until his engines cooled off and he cranked it back up. He's like, dude, I've never had anybody. And those people passing us, and you heard one people pass, and they're like, look at that kayak pulling that boat. And I'm thinking, really? You're not going to stop and help? <laughs> so, yeah, those are those are times. And that's probably that man, will, he'll never forget that. Never.
2: Yeah. me will either.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I won't either.
2: <laughs> yeah, glad it was only halfway. I'm glad he got it craned back up. So. <laughs> For sure. Well, yeah, it wasn't far, but
0: I decided to pedal, pedal, pedal. I, he was like, I said, you know, once I got you moving, I'm I'm rolling. Yeah. He's like, dude, I've never seen anybody before. And, so, and he got back to the ramp. And when I got back, he was like, now where's the engine at on that thing? And I was like, that's You're me. looking I'm, at this it. This is my pedals <laughs> right here. And I showed him. He's like, you are pedaling? Yeah. That that's wouldn't cool. be the first one. I've we, we pulled one in one time with uh, with paddles. I had him hooked to the back of my kayak and I was paddling and pulled him right into the dock. So, I'm a big boy. I'm not a small fella. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Well, man, there are, uh, with, with all of our guests, we do a segment called What's Your Favorite? It's self-explanatory. we will ask you your favorite in a few different categories. And we're going to go ahead and jump into that and we'll do that right after this. Savior Outdoors gives me confidence that no matter what happens, what I take on the water is coming back home with me. With retrieval devices for fishing rods, bow fishing bows, action cans, and even one that can be attached to your other gear, they've got your whole arsenal covered. When one of these devices goes in a drink, it releases a float attached to your gear by 60 feet of line so you can get it back. And the pressure-sensitive filter means that you don't have to worry about rain or dips in the water while landing a fish. At saveyouroutdoors.com, that's S-A-V-U-R-outdoors.com, you can use promo code FNFP15 to save 15% and try them for yourself. Alright, Robert, you want to get us started off here?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, um, Jackie, what's your favorite
0: scripture? Favorite scripture? Hmm. The, I reckon the cheesiest one, and everybody would probably say, what I asked, but it'd have to be John 3.16. Um, because that is it shows showed me a, a lot when i was younger no matter what we've done where it says um For god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life and without that we have nothing we have nothing to hold on to um we can have all the faith in the world but without the blood we have nothing
1: absolutely yeah, yeah that's uh um as, there's a reason that's the one that gets hammered into everybody, and that's the one that uh, is asked of everybody to, to have memorized and everything. I call it the thesis statement of the Bible. Um, like it's, it's got the whole message of the gospel in two sentences. Yes, it does. Oh, it's on me. (laughs) We usually go in the other order. Um,
2: (laughs) I was going to take something, and go ahead and roll into it.
1: We we usually go uh, in the opposite order. And then I decided to switch things up. Sorry about that. Um, What about your uh, favorite story from the Bible?
0: Favorite story in the Bible uh, would have to be what I just wrote on the other day was uh, David and Goliath. Um, I was sitting at the computer um, going through all the struggles that I had been going through in the past couple months with some family issues and uh, just, it, it brought back giants and, uh, you know, reflected back on the giants in our lives and how David, little old David uh, was an underdog and the giant would come out the Philistine giant would come out, look down in the valley, he would taunt them, and David took those stones, went out there, went the faith of the Lord, stood there, and defeated the giant. And it's what I put in that, um, in that writing, is that if we look at those things that we face, there may be giants in our life, but if we that faith in God
2: that He'll get us through those giants, and He'll help us to it. Yeah, that's David and Goliath. Yeah, that's a that's a great story. That's that's one of my favorites um, too. Uh, the next uh, the next favorite question is: Once you've got a fish hooked, what what is your favorite fish to reel in or catch? So. What is that fight that you look forward to?
0: I'd have to say a spot. Spot's mean. me. Yeah. Uh, I caught my first uh, smallmouth the other day at uh, Lake James, and, and it, it fought pretty good, but it wasn't a big one. I'd like to catch a big one. But a spot is just mean. I mean, you, you can catch a spot that's eight inches, and you think you've got a, a monster on there, and then you pull him up, and he's just a little dinker, and you're thinking, my goodness, this guy and then if you look and you you throw the whopper plopper out there and he's the whopper plopper's bigger than he is <laughs> so you're sitting there like man you know these things are crazy so, yes yeah get the old spots
2: those are fun yeah those those late norman late norman spots have fooled me many a times so <laughs> you know
1: yeah, um, those the too. They are
0: they're yeah. like normal spots for mean. Yeah. Agreed.
1: And and since last week we had a uh a saltwater guy on, um, we might have some new saltwater listeners. I should I should uh clarify that's a spotted bass and not a spot the uh the um the croaker or uh or little uh drum family member that uh that's excellent to eat out on the out on the inshore side, but um, but yeah, so what about your favorite fish to fish for?
0: Um, well, since the only ones I've ever fished for were crappie and bass, I'd say probably bass now. Um, like I said, before I started tournament fishing, I had never caught anything with the artificial bait. I was like, how in the world can fish bite artificial bait? Um and then when I started fishing tournaments, that's all we could fish with. So I'd go out and practice with a piece of plastic. And lo and behold, it's, I don't think I've picked up a live bait in eight or nine years. I mean, it's just, but yeah, I was the bass are, I just can't, I just can't imagine why don't they want to eat something that's not even eatable? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that's, a, that's the most fun part
2: is to trick those things into, into biting something that's not real. So that's that, that chess game is, uh, I think, what keeps us all hooked on that. Um, what about to eat? What's your favorite fish to eat?
0: I would have to say to eat would be crappy. There was a really, I mean, when my dad was alive, we would catch them and cook them up. That is a good, that's a good eating fish.
1: Absolutely. How do, how do you like yours uh, cooked?
0: Uh, we take it and you put it in the batter and you deep fry it and pull it out, just put a little bit of ketchup on it, hang it on down.
1: <laughs> a ketchup, man.
0: <laughs> I'm a ketchup, man. I eat ketchup on everything.
1: I hear you. Well, uh, uh, th- that might bleed over into the next question then. What's your favorite uh, fish and snack?
0: Favorite fish and snack?
1: You bring a bottle of ketchup on a, on a kayak? No, I don't, don't bring a bottle there. of
0: ketchup <laughs> on the... The favorite fish and snack would probably be jerky. Some Good choice. Jerky. Yeah. yeah. You have a
1: particular... have a particular flavor or brand?
0: It's got to be hot. I usually make it myself, uh, usually from deer jerky, and it's got to be hot. If it ain't hot, it's it's not there. I hear you. Me and my son, we do, we like to do hot challenges, and we eat a lot of hot. Sometimes I think we're crazy, um, but we eat some hot stuff. One of the guys that I work with, me and him, are always trying to kill each other. Um, We've eaten the the reaper the hottest pepper Uh, i think that was the most ridiculous thing i've ever done Um, but it was hot i think i ate after i ate that pepper i ate a whole big old family size can of raviola just to kind of cool my mouth off (laughs) man will i do it again never never again
2: Uh, well, what about uh, your favorite body of water to fish? What's your, what's your favorite lake or river?
0: I like Norman. I like Norman. I spend a lot of time at Little Creek. Uh, that's pretty much my, and the reason I I like Norman, it's a good fishery, but the ramps, I know I go to Little Creek a lot, but I, I don't like my, I've had my truck broken in one time before, and it's kind of like, it's a, it's a feeling that you just never can get away from. It's like being violated. And I go out there and I don't I don't have any worries. I, I just I just relax and I don't I can go out there and fish. woman warming's so big too. Live in places I probably not even fished. Yeah, it is huge. For sure.
1: Absolutely, man. And uh what about your favorite lure to throw?
0: Favorite lure to throw? Probably have to be the shaky head. Shaky head on a um, trick worm. Zoom trick worm. Yeah. a while When I throw my baits, I mean, if I catch one on mine, it's just ecstatic. Um, I don't think I've ever... The reason I started pouring jigs is because I, I didn't like to lose my jigs. So I thought, well, if I pour on myself, I don't feel so bad if I lose it. And John Ladd had always told me the only way you catch a fish with a jig is to throw it in the junk. And I'm like, how do you throw it in the junk? I mean, I watched him. He could throw it in the bush, and he could jig it out, and he just reel it back in. I throw it in the bush. I pull up the bush, the tree, everything that's hooked to it. I mean, it's all coming out. And I'm like, how do they do this? And I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes. Uh, Summertime, everybody laughs. Springtime, I'm not a bank fisherman. I'm not going to get near the bank. And if you, on my last video, the one that I'm fixing to post up pretty soon, I'm going up towards the bank to get my hook out of a rock. and I look down and there's a and it's a small snake, but it's still small. It's a snake and it's got his head popped up under the rocks and I almost break my rod trying to push off the paint to get back out of the water. Yeah, I don't like snakes. Yeah, That's it is. Awesome. Sneak catching, up. I was catching a fish on the dock. And I mean, I was catching some nice fish on the dock. And one of the guys I was fishing with, um, he just hollered out and he said, Jackie, behind you. And I just started paddling. I was, I was out. I was done. And he paddles right back. I said, What are you doing? He said, I'm going to go around and fish. He said, there wasn't nothing behind me. I you'd leave if I told you there was something behind <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to my fishing spot. <laughs> yeah, they, they know how to get me out of the way. Just holler, snake, I'm out. I'm gone.
2: Yeah, they come in and swiped your fishing spot, huh?
0: Swiped <laughs> so my fishing spot
2: and laughed the whole time. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious
2: yeah that's a good one and what about uh time of year what's your favorite time of year to fish
0: i would have to say springtime when they're biting Uh, i learned a lot about summertime fishing in the past two months when i was fishing uh, the two monthlies for uh, foothills wintertime is fun if you go to norman little creek in wintertime you want to get right out there in that mouth and you can catch fish there you know but you got to learn that deep, the deep stuff. It's a tactic you got to learn, and um, that's hard. Nobody wants to do that. You got to learn your optics and uh, like the veins and all those guys. I mean, they the hogs, Matt, and all of them. They'll they'll tell you that's that's where they fish. They fish those deep waters during those times. We always want to fish that the bank. We want to throw up underneath the docks. We want to throw. And I learned during the summertime, you got to pull back out. You got to go out there and find the fish that's in the deep holes, and A uh, little bit of slower slower time fishing, but it's something you learn. And that's what I tell people all the time. You, you got to go out and you learn. You learn something all the time while you're fishing.
1: Absolutely. And I'm going to throw a bonus question in here. Uh, what is your favorite pattern to paint?
0: Favorite pattern to paint? Would have to be a brim. I like fish. I like I like paint the brim colors. It's just more in depth, and I like to make it look like a brim. Um, hmm. I've got some. I got now this is, I like the rock crawlers too. I like yeah, those. for sure. Um, and but I like fish. I like the brim. That one color that you liked. Um, I'll have to get get your an address and get you one out there. So just make sure you send me something. and I'll get you one of those too.
1: All right, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, that uh, the Chartreuse crawl has always been a, a a favorite of mine. I fish a lot of chocolate milk water, so um, uh, these are these are that's always a, good. That
0: takes a, That takes a, That takes a lot of fishing there to do. It's like the Josh Swain and him, that fish down in South Carolina. They they fish that chocolate the water. Yeah, if you're fishing
2: in Central North Carolina, that's you don't have a choice. That's what <laughs> you're fishing if you're going to go fishing. If you can see, if you can see six to eight inches. That's usually
0: a good day.
1: Absolutely.
0: I need to I need to learn how to fish that. <laughs> Me too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be lost if you put me on clear water, man. I wouldn't know yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so we're going to start winding down. Um, if, uh, if you would, let us know what's coming up next for, for you and for Risen Sun Adventures and Risen Sun Custom Custom Lures.
0: Well, we'll start back painting, and we'll start back um, kind of getting some stuff stocked back up as far as the lead and stuff when the wintertime kind of gets back in there. Uh, Risen Sun Adventures, uh, we're going to start seeing some um, drone footage out there. Um, probably going to do some stuff where I go out with some other people and just kind of film them. And um, I mean, like I said, my channel is more about just every day, everybody, not just me. Um, I could go out and take another angler and just film them. Um, I love watching people catch fish. Uh, if I catch fish, it's a bonus, but if I, usually the joke is if I take someone out, They're going to catch fish. I'm not going to catch nothing. So I'm a great, great great guide. Uh, I I could have a guide service. Um, But I just enjoy going out. Uh, We're looking forward to seeing what the drone's going to do uh, once I get confidence. If I ever get confidence landing on front of that kayak, I'll definitely (laughs) let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're going to love
2: some of the video that thing will produce. And I definitely haven't used mine enough, but every time I do... it's it's awesome video and and you can't go wrong with it so i I wish you all the best on that and i I can't wait to see the footage you get from it i'm looking forward to doing it really
1: and i want to give you an open floor for uh sponsors uh supporters shout outs anybody you want to say thank you to the floor is yours all
0: right i'd just like to thank um like i said ryan brennan with Hood sets with ryan Uh, i'd like to thank queen city kayak bass fishing that's where i got my start Uh, out fishing with those guys um, all the guys from cka uh, cckf kayak fishing with christ Um, i was the north carolina ambassador for them for a while until um, i just couldn't actually put in what i needed to put in to it that i felt like what god needed to put into it Uh, i couldn't do 100 percent and pretty much Richard May, one of my buddies that go fishing with me all the time, Gustavo Benitez, these guys are, have always been behind me. Uh, they they helped support uh, Risen Sun have blowers, they shout me out all the time. Austin Bain, who just uh, won the bass, um, I think it was Bass Master or something, North Carolina, uh, he fishes with me. Um, he fishes under my logo so he gave me a nice shout out so I'm proud of him and what he's going to accomplish in the upcoming uh, season of
1: bass absolutely and before we let you go man uh, where, can, where can listeners find you where can they get a hold of some of your some of your baits um, uh, where can they watch your videos all that good stuff
0: you can go um, on to YouTube and catch me at Risen Sun Adventures and yeah, it's a YouTube channel. And on Facebook, it is uh, Risen Sun Custom Lures. Now you type it in and it'll pop up. I've been out there enough that it now just, it automatically pulls me up. If you Google it, you find me there. It's kind of amazing that my 13 year old grandson is the one that kind of hooks me up with all this stuff and keeps me in line and tells me where these videos are coming in and how this is doing with the algorithms. So, yeah, they, they teach you a lot. Young. Oh,
1: yeah. Awesome. Well, Jackie, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you it, for having man. me. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: thank
2: you for having me. Heck yeah. a good one.
1: With 30 years of experience of hand crafting lures under his belt, Mr. B of Mr. B Lure Company is making high quality spinnerbaits, baits, jigs, underspins, swim blades and more right here in the US. All of his skirts are hand tied and all of his baits feature a baked on powder paint, all metal components and only owner and gamagatsu hooks. All of his baits come in a variety of colors and if you purchase a bait in the battle shad color 30% of the proceeds go to the Wounded Warrior Project. To see the quality for yourself, go to mrblurecompany.com, that's mrblurecompany.com, to place your order and use promo code FAITH, the letter N, FISH, the letter N, x one zero at checkout to save 10% on your first order. Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle in Greensboro, North Carolina offers a wide range of products and services designed to help protect the environment and enhance the time people spend enjoying the outdoors. With an expansive year-round inventory of kayaks, sups, bikes, kayak fishing accessories, paddling clothing, biking accessories, and more, Get Outdoors has established itself as one of the top paddle sports and biking shops in the southeast. They also offer a wide range of kayak safety and technique courses to get you comfortable in your new boat. They'll even get it rigged up for you. Stop by the shop in Greensboro, North Carolina, or check them out at shopgetoutdoors.com. Another huge thank you to Jackie for coming on the show and sharing his story with us and uh, sharing his, his uh, just love of fishing and love of, of lure making with us. Um, I, I will leave all of Jackie's links in the show notes so that you can go check him out um, and that All Things Faith in Fish and Fishing link will also be there. Uh, make sure you go check out the Omnia Fishing links for Robert and myself. Uh, check out you know, all, of our, all of our sponsors. Uh, they'll be up there, our merch store, our website, All that good stuff. Uh, Make sure you go check that out. Robert Mann, another awesome episode. Uh, Thoughts?
2: Yeah. um, You know, the one thing that comes to my mind in hearing him, uh, hearing Jackie talk about, you know, the people that he fishes around and the people that have supported him. uh, You know, a lot of the Queen City crew uh, he mentioned in there. And it really just leads me back to these clubs that we have in North Carolina. You've got Uh, Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing out of Charlotte. Um, You've got the CCKF, Central Carolina Kayak uh, uh, Anglers uh, are fishing in Raleigh and Central uh, North Carolina. And then you have the the CKA that is based out of Greensboro. And all of these clubs uh, support uh, their anglers and you know, all the anglers in there uh, support each other and the, the people that are in the clubs. And uh, and it's not only in North Carolina. I mean, you you can go listen to some of these other podcasts and there are multiple clubs in, in all these different states. People fish different clubs. Uh, and it's just a really solid community. And that's the one thing that I kept thinking over and over when I was hearing him shout out the people that supported him is just how this kayak community supports their anglers and, and then the people that have the small businesses and podcasts and youtube channels uh, you know it's really uh, a close-knit group of people and uh, and hopefully as we grow we can keep that same feeling and and we do want to get new anglers um in here so if, if you're in north carolina um you know check one of those clubs out uh reach out to me or cam or or jackie uh if you have questions about any of those or want to learn how to to get involved with it um let us know so that that was really the one thing that stuck out to me was just the the support that uh, he has um from uh, the people he fishes with in his club
1: absolutely man well that is going to do it for this episode y'all y'all take care and god bless Thank you for listening to the Faith and Fission podcast. Faith and Fission is produced and hosted by me, Cam Steele, and is sponsored by Jades Jigs, Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle, Save Your Outdoors, Atollus, and Mr. B. Lure Company. Be sure to give us a rating and a review and to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode. Y'all take care and God bless.